הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבדורנו וכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר. קדושים אשר בארץ הם, ובפחד רבנו הקדוש, צדיק יסוד עולם, נחל נובע מקור חוכמה. חבנו נחמן בן פגן, נע נח נחמן נחמן בן אומן. זכותם תגן עלינו וכל ישראל אמן. עכשיו בעזרת השם, we left off at עוד חטא, section 8, תורה כ"א, of תורה 21, this we're gonna start, בעזרת השם, וכשאדם, right there. וכשאדם לומד תורה ואין מבין בה שום חידוש, when a person studies the Torah and doesn't understand within that Torah that he's studying any sort of novelty, זה מחמת שהמוחין והשכל של התורה והלימוד הזה הן בבחינת איבוך. The reason for this is because the intellect and your mind of שהמוחין והשכל של התורה והלימוד הזה, the intellect and the mind of this Torah and this study that you're doing, They're in the aspect of what we call pregnancy, Ibuch, what we talked about whenever the moach, the intellect is hiding. It's in this concealment. And this aspect of pregnancy, or when the intellect is in concealment, or you can't understand any sort of novelty from the thing that you're studying, this is called the name of Yaakov. This state of consciousness, when it's hidden from you, it's called Yaakov. Because Yaakov represents this concept. Or this aspect of pregnancy, b'chinat ba'beten akav et achiv. As it says in Hosea, ba'beten in the womb, he took his brother's heel. Akav et achiv, he held on to his brother. This is Yaakov, a reference to Yaakov. Ba'beten, though it's specifically mentioned in the womb, being that Yaakov represents this aspect of when he's within the womb, he's concealed, he's not revealed yet. And then when a person has the state of consciousness that's hidden from him, then a person needs to scream these voices that we talked about above. The voice is the voice of Yaakov. This is whenever Yaakov enters to steal, the, to steal quote unquote, the bracha from Esav. Yitzchak responds by saying, this, I hear the voice of Yaakov, but I feel the hands of Esav. So it says, This is surely the voice of Yaakov. Meaning when he's in the aspect of Yaakov, when a person's in the aspect of Yaakov, whenever his, his moach, his intellect is hidden, he needs to scream in order to release this intellect in the aspect of birth. And one whose Torah is without Havana. And by the way, if you look at Umi, um, take a look at the words over there. It's very specific why it's bolded um, in my in my Sefer specifically. Because Mi, if you look at it, Mi is actually the Gematria 50. Mi is actually the Gematria 50. 50 representing the 50th gate which is what we call Bina, Bina being understanding. This is why Rabbeinu says, Umi shetorato belo habana. Umi, meaning this aspect of Bina, shetorato belo habana. His Torah is lacking this aspect of Bina, habana, understanding. Bashum chidush, and has no novelty whenever he studies. He cannot expound upon the Torah, and he cannot teach it in public whenever his, his he cannot understand any chidushim, whenever his Torah is, um, it's lacking any novelty. Whenever his moach, whenever his, he can't understand, his, his understanding is in pregnancy, basically. Because this Torah, which is in the aspect of Yaakov that we, that we just mentioned, in the aspect of pregnancy, even though Hashem takes lots of enjoyment from this Torah, as it says, His banner over me is love. This flag, this this flag above me is love. Al tikre ve digelo ela ve liglugo. 
Don't read it his banner. Rather what? Veliglugo, his stammering. This is in the Midrash Yerashirim. This is the idea that even whenever a person, his Torah isn't, um, his Torah isn't perfect, there's this aspect of stammering that the, the mind isn't completely understanding. He's not fully fluent in it. Even though, that there's still that still hovers above him this aspect of love, meaning Hashem still enjoys it, even though his Torah is in the aspect of liglugo, stammering. But he cannot teach um, this Torah as is, meaning with a stammering, to the public. Because he can only teach those things which are purely clear, as it says in Shabbat, Say to wisdom, you are my sister. What did that mean? If the thing is, if the matter is clear to you, like your sister, which is completely asur to you, forbidden to you, meaning you cannot uh, get into any relation with your sister, God forbid. Um, if it's if the Torah is clear to you, as it's clear to you that you cannot be with your sister, emor say it. But if not, don't say it. This is the idea of emor la Meaning, if it's as clear to you as this isur of being with your sister, then you can say it. If not, don't say it. God chose Yaakov as his own. What did that mean? Whenever, this, whenever it's in the aspect of Yaakov, meaning when the Torah is in the aspect of Yaakov, in pregnancy, without any intellect. This Torah, Hashem has chosen for him. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has chosen for him this Torah. Meaning what? That his banner over me is love. Meaning, this is specifically for Hashem. It's for no one else. You cannot teach it in public. Because those things in public can only be taught whenever it's very, very clear. But Yisrael liskulato at the end of the verse. It says, Yisrael liskulato. God chose Yaakov as his own. Yisrael liskulato as his special one. Yisrael as a special one. Yaakov is for Hashem, but Yisrael is Hashem's special one. What does that mean? Yisrael otiot li rosh. If you take the words Yisrael, it's a play on the words li rosh. For me, it's a head. What does that mean? Hanu hitgalut mochin. What is this? Whenever there's a revelation of mochin, of the of the intellect. Hamshachat orapanim hanal. Whenever this light of the face comes down, the the light of the countenance comes down and is drawn down. Shefa Loki, this Shefa Loki that we were talking about, this divine influx. Betocha Penimi Kanal. Whenever this divine influx, which is initially Makifi, it becomes Penimi, it becomes inside the intellect, meaning those things which are concealed from you now become within your mind and now you can understand them. This is Yisrael. Yisrael is Lirosh, a head for me, meaning now it's entered my head basically. Now those things which were, weren't understood before are now understood. This is the aspect of Israel. What it says in Yeshaya. Israel in whom you take pride. Hashem takes pride in Israel. In whom you specifically. Meaning that you draw down this crown. This crown of splendor. What's this crown of splendor? The surrounding lights. Hanal, that we talked about above, Becha, Betocha Pnimiyut. What's Becha? Betocha Pnimiyut, within the inner intellect. Meaning, draw that which is outside of your mind, within your mind, Niskulato. What's this Kulato as a special one? Zota Torah Rosh This Torah, you're able to teach it to the public. This is now, whenever um, the Torah comes out of concealment, 
and it enters into the aspect of understanding, then you're able to teach it in public. Because we, Am Yisrael, are called the nation, Am Segula, the special nation. Just like a segula, something propitious that we do to be able to affect the healing. Now, Rabbeinu is playing on the word segula. In the verse, we see am segula, special nation. And here, Rabbeinu is going to play on the word segula, segula being something propitious for something else. Like, for example, we do segulot to be able to affect remedies, etc., etc., etc. You know, um, for example, Rabbeinu says a segula to get married is to read Korbanot and Nesim, the, the chapters of the tribes, the offerings of the, the tribes whenever they were dedicating the Mishkan, etc., etc. This is a segula to affect something else. So sometimes we do segulot, something, uh, I'm going to call it a segula, which is something in order to, to bring about something else, a, a remedy, for example, segula, something propitious for something. Sometimes we do segula to, to create a healing. Even though that nature obliges that it shouldn't be a refua for this thing. For example, let's say we do a segula to affect a healing, but Naturally, it, it shouldn't work. Even though, even so, this thing is still mesugal, it's still propitious for this healing. What this proves is that this is above nature. Because a segula, something propitious for something else, is above nature because naturally it shouldn't work, but this is something to be able to affect the remedy above the state of nature. That the intellect, the, the human intellect, the human comprehension cannot understand this. The same is true of us. Hashem took us to be a special nation. Even though the human intellect cannot comprehend this idea, how we took us from Am, how we took one nation above all the other ones, just like at the time of of the splitting of the sea, that the that the, um, that the the trait of judgment then accused Am Yisrael. What did it say? These are these people, Am Yisrael, are worshippers of idols. They serve idols. Why are they fitting to be redeemed? And even so, Hashem still save us, and He still took us to be His holy nation. We can't understand this. Meaning it's above nature. We find that just like this thing, which is called a segula, just like that's above nature, above the human intellect, this represents the aspect of makifin, it's surrounding light. It's, we cannot understand, it's not penimi, it's not something within our head, we cannot grasp our, we cannot wrap our heads around it. And one who merits these surrounding lights to bring them down and to bring them within your mind. What we find, the result of all of this, is that if a person does this, he draws this makif down within the pnimi, he merits to understand this segula. And certainly it is right to reveal this specialness to the segula, to the nation which is special. Meaning, it's fitting for Am Yisrael to understand these segulot because we are the special nation. So just like we are above nature and we are above this aspect of human comprehension, so too we might be fitting to be able to understand these things which are above nature, these segulot. And so, each and every person according to where he stands, his, his aspect, he has a penimi, an inner intellect, and a surrounding intellect. And each and every person according to his level, however Hashem has graced this person, that this person should, that Hashem should basically help this person bring within his mind the makifim, the surrounding intellects, and to understand it, to, 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 and to 
to make novel ideas is about some sort of thing. It is only right that this person that he should reveal and bring out this understanding of this segula. That by him was a segula. That in accordance to this person was a segula. That he should reveal it to everyone else. The nation of segula. Meaning those things which were initially a segula for him. Which now are entered within his mind. The chambers of his mind. He should reveal them also to the Am Segula. The other aspect of Segula. Which is what? Am Yisrael. And share his good with others. Meaning a person who studies Torah. And he makes novelties. And he starts understanding things which are Chidushim. Which people haven't heard yet before. It's fitting that he shares. Now Rabbein is going to go back. And he's going to go back all the way to the beginning. And summarize the idea that he brought from chapter 4 of Sifra de Tzinyuta and the Zohar. Atika temir usim. Atika, to the reference to the highest part of him, in, 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 in accordance with Keter, it's very deep stuff, regardless we're going to skip that, we're going to skip the explanation. Atika temir usim. Atika is hidden and concealed. Ze'era de anpin idgalea velayit galea. And ze'era anpin is revealed velayit galea, but it's not revealed. So, there Anpin is a reference to the six Midot of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, The six Midot referencing Chesed Gvura Tiferet Netzachot Yesod. Anyways, this stuff is very deep. One who is familiar with the Kabbalah will get it. And the more one studies Bezrat Hashem, the more one will, will understand these Inyanim. Bezrat Hashem, may we have the merit. But here Rabban was explaining all these deep ideas, all these Sfirot, these Partsufim, these Kabanot. Everything, he's explaining it. In, um, in practicality, how we draw these inyanim down from the Zohar, the deepest secrets in the Torah, and how we actually bring it down for us to apply it. This is the beauty of the tzaddik, that he draws down the Torah from so high, and he brings it to people like us who don't understand much. But anyways, we hop into it. Atika, when it says Atika, Atik, this is reference to the Makifin, the surrounding intellects, as we know according to the Kabbalah, Shen temirin because these makifin, these surrounding intellects, are completely concealed and hidden from every single side. For the entire duration of this world, they will not be revealed except in the future. It's like what we call that um, the Torah of the Mashiach, which is called Atika Stima'a, the hidden concealed, the Atika Stima'a, the hidden Atika, ancient one, which is what we're, he's referencing here, Atika Tami Ostim, this this partouf, this sphira is completely hidden. It's completely concealed from all sides. No one understands this for the entire from the creation of the world until the future. Except for those very few tzaddikim who've tapped into this these inyanim, as Rabenu brings down in, in his in his lessons, that those very few tzaddikim are able to tap into these secrets. And we know we studied a lesson about this, who is able to taste the secrets of the world to come. We also know in Torah Yud Gimel that the tzaddik is able to bring down the Torah Mi'atika Stima, the Torah of the Mashiach, down with the rising of the souls, etc., etc. We see these inyanim repeated. But here, Rabbanu is going to interpret it in a different manner. Atika is concealed and it's hidden throughout all of creation for the entire duration of time until the future. But within this called which represent the wisdom of a person that a person can understand them even within those things which a person can understand exist within this aspect of penimi and makif 
inner intellects, those which we can understand, umakif, and the surrounding ones, those which we can't grasp. And each and every person, according to his aspect, his level, he has a penimi and a makif, and these are the paradoxes that we were referring to, that we talked about above. The idea of yedian bechira, how God can know something beforehand, and yet we still have free choice, etc., etc., this is what it's referencing. It's impossible for a person to understand these with his own mind. Because they are from the aspect of Atika, that which is concealed on all sides. And all those wisdoms that a person can understand with his human intellect represent Ze'eranpin. This is the separation. Atika are the Makifim and Ze'eranpin are the, are the Penimi. Velif Amim Hembehelem. And sometimes they are concealed. Meaning sometimes even those penimi, even those things which are you can grasp, they are sometimes concealed from you. In the aspect of pregnancy. And this is the aspect of what it says about It's revealed and it's not revealed also at the same time. Meaning it's revealed to you because it's penimi. But the light galia, sometimes it's in ibur, it's in pregnancy, meaning it's hidden from you. Even though it's something you can grasp, at that moment it's in the aspect of pregnancy, meaning your moach is closed off. But when it's revealed to him, as bivchinat igalia, then it becomes in the aspect of revelation. And as long as that matter, the as long as that thing, that thing that you're trying to understand, it's so bifkinat light galia. As long as it's by you, this aspect of light galia, not revealed bifkinat helam in the aspect of concealment, have it's low. It's considered to you kemo segula kanan. It's considered to this person as if it's a segula. What we talked about above, because segula, what we say segula is, nature doesn't require or doesn't oblige this segula to work because it doesn't make sense. But a segula is above nature. It's something which is above the human comprehension. So this is whenever basically something which is concealed from you, it's in the aspect of Yibur, this is what we call a segula. Which is above your intellect. But afterward, when it becomes revealed to this person, then he shall share his goodness to others. He should share it to all of Am Yisrael, to the Am Segula. Now Rabban is going to take a turn. And then he's going to start explaining a new verse. Nachamu, nachamu ami. Be consoled, be consoled, my nation. You see here, obviously, Rabenu is bringing this inyan of nechama, consolation, because we know Rabenu just gave this Torah after his daughter Fega passed away. And no one had told him. He there, There's lots of stuff going on here that we can't really grasp at all. But the connection between why Rabenu is using all these things and how he connects this idea of, of Nechama, and we saw earlier this idea of the seven days of Avelut, etc., etc., it's, it's Mamash wonders. It's, it's, it's very special, very special things. Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami, Vechule. Be consoled, or be consoled, my nation. Kol atzarot v'yisurim ha'galut eno ella lefi erech ha'cheschon adat. This is Hashem who said this in Yeshaya, that Am Yisrael should be consoled. But what is this? Rabenu is going to now explain, according to this verse, what we just learned. All the troubles, all the suffering, the galut, the exiles, are only as difficult as one's lack of da'at. They are as difficult as one's lack of da'at. 
Meaning, this aspect of lacking that is all the suffering, all the Yisurim, all the Galut. Meaning, the only reason why we have this suffering, this Galut, is because one lacks that. But when that is completed, it's perfected. Then all those things which one lacks are completed. If you've acquired that, um, that understanding, wisdom, or knowledge, what have you? What are you lacking? Meaning, with that you lack nothing. And it says, Therefore, my nation has been exiled, for they have no dat. The reason why our we are still in exile is because we have a lack of dat. But the second we build dat, we also know the Gemara. Um, um, that one who has wisdom. It's as if he built the Beit HaMikdash in his days. Meaning the aspect of the redemption, building the Beit HaMikdash, comes to this aspect of that. This is what Rabbeinu is explaining. And the essential aspect of eternal life, eternal life will be in the future, the only reason why eternal life will happen in the future is because of that. That that will be increased. That everyone will know Hashem. This is what that is. That everyone will know Hashem. And through this that, one will be encompassed within God. Oneliness. His unity. And then we will live the same eternal life as He does, as God does. Why? Because we're going to be so encompassed within a bitur of Hashem. We're going to be so nullified within Hashem. His oneliness. We're going to know God so well. That we're going to be encompassed within Him, and just as He lives in eternal life, we too will also be encompassed within God's eternal life and benefit from the same, um, from the same thing. Um, because through this aspect of da'at, yedia, knowledge, which is what we were explaining in Torah four, also this idea of Hashem Alokim, that knowing that there's no difference between din and rachamim, there's no difference between mercy and uh, judgment. It's all good. Hashem is. Is good, and when a person brings this within him, he knows this completely, and he has this that he becomes encompassed within God. As the Chacham says in the Kuzari, Were I to know him, I would be him. Meaning, the aspect of knowing Hashem makes you like him. And the essence of all knowledge will be in the future. Then in the future, the earth will be filled with da'at, with knowledge. And because now there is da'at in the world, there will no longer be lacking all the goodness. All the goodness will be there. And everything will be entirely good. As the Chachamim say in the Gemara Psachim, meaning the Gemara asks a question over there. It brings the idea that we pronounce Yudke Vavke differently. We pronounce my bad, Aleph, Dalid, and Nun, and Yud, that name of Hashem, the same way as we pronounce Yud Kevavke. And we cannot pronounce Yud Kevavke um, the way we have to, the way it's pronounced, basically. We pronounce it like the name Aleph, Dalid, and Nun, and Yud. So why is it that we do that? And it says because Hashem, it, uh, because in the time when Hashem will be one, basically, in the future when Hashem is one, um, then we'll be able to pronounce Yud Kevavke the way it sounds, the, the way it's written. But then the Gemara asks, is he not now one nowadays? Meaning, is Hashem not one now? What do you mean he will be one? He's one now also. But the, the Gemara answered, In the future, will bless on everything. 
that it's good, and the one who bestows is good also, that Hashem, everything He does is good, meaning we're going to have the understanding that everything that Hashem does is good, that there's no bad in the world, that everything is everything is good, for the good, um, and this is what we mean by that. And by the way, this is something huge, because when Rabenu was giving this lesson, he was speaking with, um, with Rabbi Natan, or as, as he was giving this lesson, he was having conversations before and after about this idea of Chaim Nitzchim, eternal life, which we mentioned here. And Rabenu brings down over there, um, and Rabbi, the Parparole Chochma, and Chaim Oran, Rabenu brings da- uh, Rabbi Natan brings down this idea of the conversation Rabenu had about um, Chaim Nitzchim. And Rabenu spoke about the difference between the tzaddik when he passes away and when he's alive. And Rabenu says something amazing. I'm going to bring it up here. He says like this, and I'm, I'm looking at the Parparat Um <clears throat> Rabenu says He started speaking. Um, one second. Um, oh, right here. Rabbi Natan says this, and afterwards, in the days of Elul, I was by Rabenu myself. And immediately when he when I entered um, before Rabenu, this is Rabbi Natan saying this, and I'm paraphrasing from Pavolachama, so sorry if I, I stopped, but it's an it's an awesome thing just so we can understand this Torah a little bit more. When I was by him, Rabbeinu was sitting with a heavy head, with lots of pain. And Rabbeinu started speaking immediately about the subjects of life and death. Rabbeinu said, For me, there's zero difference between death and life. Except for that one cubit, Except for the one cubit that a person is now in this world here. Whenever he's alive, he's here. And whenever he passes away, he's buried over there. Just that, that distance between the burial spot and where he's standing right now is the only difference between life and death. He pointed his finger, his hand, to the cemetery. As if to say, one who's a tzaddik, even in his death, he's alive. So what is the difference between for the tzaddik, for someone like Rabenu, between life and death? The only th- difference is that before he lives in this place, and now his main permanent sp- dwelling place is within the grave, which is what? He's living over there now. But that's the only difference. And then he began to start speaking about Chaim Nitzchim. Eternal life only exists by God. That God is the only one who lives eternal life. And one who is encompassed within Hashem is also living in eternal life. All of this is brought down within this lesson as we saw here. And we're going to do this final paragraph to finish off the lesson. But we see these amazing things. How Rabenu ties this Chaim Nitzchim and how Rabenu's conversations are all deeply intertwined within the lesson. And how everything that's happening at that moment, not only now, as Rabenu said, every word that I say is a testament to the past, the present, the future, and the time of Mashiach, etc., etc. He writes this in Chaim Oran. Meaning, Rabenu's words aren't stam. Everything he says about have a pl- application to every single part in history, even in the time of the Mashiach, etc., etc. And we see this inyan 
completely how Rabenu's conversations, his simple conversations, are completely intertwined within his Torah. As Rabenu said, um, and it's in the Gemara Suka, that the simple conversations of the tzaddik need to need to be studied, and you need to pay attention to them. I believe it's in the Gemara. I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. We go back to the lesson. Even the goyim. They will know with increased da'at, understanding, knowledge. But not like us, the Jewish people. And they shall know. That the greatness that they possessed, that these goyim possessed. And the loneliness that we were, that we were possessing at the time of the, the exile, when we, the Jewish people were in Galut. Actually, actually, it's actually, a, 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 it, it, it didn't seem like, it seems that it's the opposite way, but it wasn't true. All this was actually our greatness. The fact that we were low, Amishan was low, was actually a testament to our our greatness. And even though now it's impossible to understand all this, because, we can, because reality cannot be denied, meaning the reality is B'nai Yisrael are stepped upon. And you cannot deny this reality. But the truth is, under the wraps, there's something much greater happening. Nonetheless, in the future, that will be increased. Meaning, and they will understand that all the greatness that existed by the Goyim was actually our greatness. And actually, the fact that even though they might have seemed great, they were actually very low. And though apparently, it's a great, great yediyah, great knowledge, this is a great knowledge. And even though this knowledge that will exist for the Goyim, the Goyim will have this knowledge. Even though this is something great, nonetheless, this Yediyah will be for us something like a derision, a laughter, according to the great level of our dat. Meaning for us it's going to be nothing compared to the dat Hashem will grant us. This is what it says in Tehidim. Then, meaning in the future, then, then, our mouth will be filled with laughter. Among the Goyim, they will say, God has done greatly with these. God has done greatly with us. What does this mean? That they shall know and they shall say, that the greatness that God has done with us, meaning the Goyim are speaking now, the, God, the greatness that God has done with us, the Goyim, meaning with the Goyim, What did that mean? This greatness belongs to Israel. Nonetheless, Then our mouths will be filled with laughter. Meaning we're going to laugh and we're going to mock their knowledge and their attainments. Because our attainments, our understanding, and our um, perceptions will be le'ensof, infinite, vaketz. There's going to have no end to it. And this knowledge, there's a makif, there's a, a surrounding intellect, and the surrounding intellect to that surrounding intellect. As it's brought above on the verse, when you lift up the candles. And this is what it says, be consoled and be consoled. This is a reference to the makif, nachamu. And what's nachamu? The makif of the makif. Meaning, even to the surrounding light, there's surrounding lights to those surrounding lights. That the yediyah, that the knowledge, 
will be the essential consolation to all our troubles. And how is it possible to come to, to these sort of wisdoms and knowledges so that we should remove all our suffering? It's through that verse as it says in the end of the verse, and then it says, My bad. It's a different verse. Be consoled, or be consoled, my nation. Says your God. What does that mean, says your God? A quiet, saying it quietly. As it says in the Zohar. What does that mean, saying it quietly? Saying it quietly. Bechinot Shem, and this represents the aspect of oil. Bechinot Shiva Hanerot. Shiva Hanerot, this represents the seven candles. Elokim, when it says Elokim. So we see here, Rabbeinu plays a part with the words. Yomach is Amira Bachashai, a quiet saying. Elokechem is Elokim. What's Elokim? La Ramakala raises its call. Bechinot Elokim al Dom Yenach, it says, God, don't hold yourself silent. This references the scream of the one who's giving birth, etc., etc. From lesson 20 up until this point, this is directly from the manuscript of Rabenu. We're going to stop here. Um, we're going to, um, God willing, uh, finish this off. Um, we're going to have two more classes. For the end of the lesson, we're going to stop here. We're going to start a perush next class. And just as a little summary for the last two lines, um, this aspect of quiet saying, um, as it's brought in the Zohar and Vayera, this idea represents Shemen as we saw. And what is the Shemen? It's the seven candles. So we see this idea of how to bring in the Da'at. As we talk about, how do we come through this knowledge which is the essence of our consolation, through Yomar Elokochem, what's Yomar Amira Bechashai, this quiet saying, which represents the seven candles. And then what's the second thing? Elokim, what's Elokim? Aramakala. This is what it says, raising its call, meaning whenever we scream out, whenever our mind is in concealment, um, Whenever we have this aspect of, uh, whenever our, our moach is, is hidden from us, when we scream out, we're able to reveal this intellect. And when we reveal this intellect, then this intellect is birthed. And once that is revealed in the world, then we will, we will eliminate all the suffering, this star, this, this, this yisurim, this galut, as we talked about. So, Bizat Hashem, God willing, we'll continue next class. And uh, we stop here.